Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. Here I'm joined by an interesting soul for snacks and sometimes full-blown banquets. We share conversation and confessions, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello there, please. This is one of, if not my most favourite ever, hoovering episodes. It's with one of my bucket list guests of my dreams because she's utterly iconic. It is the very, 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 very brilliant and funny Grace Dent. She has a new book out, sort of based on her podcast called Comfort Eating. So lucky me and lucky us, I got the chance to hoover with her about it. Before we get into this, I just wanted to talk to you about potentially becoming a patron of this podcast, because that's how we afford to exist. And it's where some of you absolute heroes already give me a few quid a month. And I use that towards paying for the guests and the production of this show. Um, And it's not just for a laugh. I will swap you stuff in exchange for your dosh. Things including regular monthly exclusive content just for you, discount tickets for some people, free tickets to live hooverings, right through to early and ad-free episodes. Um, I know, I mean, that is lots, there's lots also loads of other bits and bobs you could get. You could even get a credit on the show. Anyway, thanks if you are a patron already. And if you're not, but you've got even as little as two quid a month spare and you might be up for it, head over to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod. Also, it's part of my job to remind you to give the podcast a five-star review and subscribe to it, so please do, but mainly just thank you for listening, please. 
I'm off on tour from February 2024 through to the summer with a new stand-up show called Metal. I would love to see you wherever near your house I am coming to. Tickets are out any second now. Go to at Jessica Foscue on Instagram or my website is jessicafoscue.com. There's a mailing list. I've got a mailing list, which if you sign up to it, you'll be the first to hear about tickets and all sorts of other great shit too. Okay. That'll do, please. I'm so excited to share this with you. I'm beaming that I got to have this conversation. We've recorded in East London at the London Podcast Studios, and Grace and I are eating my chosen comfort foods, and you'll be unsurprised to learn they are many. Thank you for doing this. I'm glad to be here. In celebration of your beautiful brand new book, Comfort Eating, which is inspired by your podcast series is that or like there's a lot of um a lot of inspiration taken from those conversations by the sounds of it i i think i set out to write a book inspired by my podcast but very quickly ended up writing another harrowing memoir about death (laughs) with added potato waffles which (laughs) is starting to be what i do i sit down i go oh i think i'll just write a lovely little gorgeous book you can read on the toilet that's just funny and frothy and then after about four days I'm like going as I held my mother's toe as she died I ate a cheese sandwich and I'm like oh you're doing it again Grace you're doing it again so I'm going to I it is inspired by the show but also I definitely got inspiration from the fact that people came in time and time again and Mm. brought the same types of things so you've got loads we get so much potato and yeah, bread and yeah. pasta and buttery things There's things a with chapter dedicated to butter in the book and i butter why butter makes everything better oh and that's great time and time again people bring you know heinz tomato soup just tins oh, of heinz tomato soup. tins of heinz tomato soup with some kind of zhuzh so <laughs> Nella Cherry yeah. comes to the house. She's putting peanut butter into tomato oh, soup. Oh, that's a great idea. It's that. Shut up. What a great idea. I think it's this feeling that we all have. I think tomato soup is a feeling that just ricochets us back yeah. to rudimentary childcare, where yeah. you would come in with cold feet after being in the snow and your mother would kind of give you some tomato soup. And I think that... We always look for that for the rest of our lives. We're yeah. always looking for... Th- Same with this array of snacks that you've got in front of me at the moment. <laughs> well, I've done in light of to celebrate the book because I spent the whole... Well, I spent the whole book doing laughing out loud. Oh, and within... You. Which is a record of any book. Within a page, I'd oh. honked out loud with laughter. I love And honk. cried. I'd snort laughed and cried within a page that's that's extraordinary and then i went on to spend the whole book cracking up but also going about the food i mean you do just go oh so i've bought some of my comfort foods but there were so many that not just things that people mentioned that i thought i haven't thought about that for 20 years Mm. but but and you must have had that in those conversations but and i've had it on this podcast as well where you a Mm. memory comes up but there was one in particular I remembered eating something that I had forgotten since it happened and I realised how many of my decisions it's been informing and essentially a dream that I've been unknowingly chasing for 30-something years. It was just a jacket potato with cheese. Yeah. I was a child and Mm. it was a wet day. We had Mm. been on a long 
boring walk. Mm. I grew up in Dorset. This probably happened in somewhere called something like Sea Scuff or mm. chi- Chicory, Chiddery, <laughs> Chiddick, somewhere like that, somewhere yeah. pebbly, you know, salty mouth. And we stopped at a pub for lunch. And I remember, you know, adults having lovely big booze and being freezing mm. and being really hungry and this jacket potato and cheese mm. came and I remember everyone laughing and I remember feeling like crying with joy and I was one of those children who could eat and was yeah. rightly lauded for that mm. you know and this mm. was one of those moments where I think you know they were like oh the circus has come to town and I think <laughs> even this little yeah. girl won't manage this and it wasn't to do with a spud it was an average size spud but it was it was how little they'd fucked about with the cheese mm. I think they must have used an entire oblong mm. of cheddar if not more mm. this is my memory and it could yeah. be slightly inaccurate but let's say it's fact um it was bubbling over like lava it was yeah. sweating there were dew drops on it there yeah. were rivers um <sighs> pouring out of it and it had started to re-solidify the past um it was sort of like I love a, how emotional you're getting about yeah, it. I it, absolutely it, love this. It was like a better Pompeii. It yes. was like it's it 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 it, it, it should be in a museum this mm. somewhere. I don't feel like my description's doing it justice. But and, um, I love that you remember this through the freeness of the adults yeah. and the kind of the slight you know, the smell of the the booze, everybody's having a little pint at lunchtime yeah, yeah. and it's a holiday and the salt in your mouth and mm-hmm. it's that isn't it you can't we don't get that when you go to a fancy restaurant people are bending over backwards to give you a culinary journey yeah yeah and they do but we very rarely talk about this type of eating yeah oh it's so it's so where actually the joy of it is there is something different and extraordinary about having something cooked for you by someone with extraordinary talent and skill Mm. and all of these things where Mm. you know it would be a travesty not to stop and take time and have your mind blown by each mouthful. Mm. But in this, there's, there's another side of eating, which I talk about a lot on this podcast anyway, that feels, and it feels, I think, still weirdly transgressive as a woman to admit that actually it's not about food, it's about eating. Mm. There's a difference. Mm. And I think sometimes with something like that, you like you look at that and you know there's no way that you're not, you're going to be satisfied in a very basic animal glorious way it's a feast a simple feast yes i'm already thinking that i mean i'm very tired today and i've uh look we're all tired everyone's tired but i'm tired because i've been doing all these different mad things i had hardly any sleep last night and i've already planned this is the last thing that i'm doing today oh good and i'm already thinking about i'm going to take my bra off yeah I will be in my house by this time. <laughs> I'm going to put my pyjamas on. I'm going to go yeah. to the top drawer of delicious things. Yes. And I'm, I've got some. I've got a, a box of Minions fondant fancies. Wow! I didn't know that was a thing. So they're just they're just your normal French Mr. Kipling's fancies. Yeah. But they're Minions themed. There's literally. Is it just yellow icing and everything else is the identical? Same, exact, uh, it's yeah. what Mr. Kipling's do. What Mr. Kipling's do is just repackage the exact same things time and time again and go, oh, it's a Halloween cake. You're like, these are mince pies. Just Mr. Kipling, these are mince pies yet again. So, yeah, it's funny how as, as a woman, though, you're not really meant to say that, are you? I yeah. love that thing that um, women younger than me started saying, which is goblin mode. 
Yeah, goblin mode. That's lovely. It's so like goblin yeah. mode. The idea of going through, say, three or four days in your house where you do not have to make yourself acceptable to life. Yeah. The idea of just ambling around and letting your armpit hair get a bit yeah. a bit funky. Yeah. It's all a bit smelly and yeah, you know, yeah. You maybe you haven't even maybe you haven't even changed your knickers. Yeah. You're just walking about with tracksuit bottoms oh, rolled God. over because they're far too big. They're not even yours. You just inherited them off a boyfriend. <laughs> and you're wearing an old camp bunak t shirt. You don't know where you got it. And like your skin's dry and your dry your hair your dry hairsprays encrusted in pools in your hemline and you're just eating cereal out the box. You're the antithesis of everything that Instagram says a woman should now be. And I love that is goblin mode. The idea goblin that mode is gorgeous. And the air fryer was a, such a, a boom to goblin yes. mode because oh, you're yeah. you're just going fish fingers four minutes. I think yeah. so. So frozen. Corn sausage roll, eight minutes. Job done. Love Job corn. absolutely done. And then, like, exactly, know exactly what you mean. And every now and again, you get a little, you do get a little, wa- a little waft of yourself and think, yes. Oh, oh yeah. well. Yeah, um, that's me. Oh, that's me. I that's am me. woman. I've been there. I am I woman. <laughs> and I smell. And I smell. I, it peak moment of that. And it was. You know, it was sadly it was a while ago now. Um, was um, I would sometimes in those patches of time have a tin, a tin of Heinz macaroni cheese. Love it. Just cold. Yes. <laughs> but I would argue that these things are better cold. Yeah. Because you can pretend that that's why they taste of nothing. Well, I think that when you heat them, yeah, the sauce becomes watery, mm-hmm. and. But if you if you just eat it cold out of the tin, you're yeah. getting that full power of the. I think it's cheese. <laughs> I think it's cheese. It's yellow. Cheese it must be. I love that macaroni cheese out of a tin, though. I mean, yeah. it's not anything like it's meant to taste. But no, even something... the macaroni doesn't taste really of pasta. Yeah, it's just transferring carbohydrate into your stomach. Yeah, it's a sort of yeah, it's an, an oral equivalent of a drip, really, isn't it? In yeah. a loveless world. Yeah. <laughs> it is sometimes the closest thing that you can get to a cuddle. So, forty-year-old me's version of this is, and I don't know if you've tried this Santa Girl, Santa Girl Blue Creme. I think the Santa Girl Blue Creme. I'm so delighted that you love this because yeah. I've said a few times this stuff is such a good thing to have in your fridge. Yeah, people are really sniffy about it. Because, yeah, it's because, they are, because it's liquid cheese. Because it's liquid cheese. And they think that it's it's probably really tastes synthetic and disgusting. You can stick that in pasta and it's got such an authentic, to use a technical term, posh cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I was waiting for an actual yeah, technical, technical term. term. It's, such a, it's such a blast of stinky blue, yeah. really funky cheese. It is. It's really potent. It's isn't a good it? dip. But it's and also it's, a good pasta sauce. Yeah. I, I'm opening it all. I'm opening it. Also, I think, if needs be, at the right moment, it's a drink. You could just eat it. You, you could, could just drink it. So I've got, I I've love got some mini fact. Greek flatbreads. I didn't. I also am big into... M&S have done a rip-off version of um, Dr. Cog's crackers or a flatbread. What Do I really know, wanted... I'm going to go in and have the flatbread because yeah. I feel 
like a sesame and, and linseed whole grown flatbread and snazzy. broadcasting are two things that <laughs> well nobody... also you um you put it so nicely in the book that no comfort food can include fresh tarragon and no. i did think these were almost too bougie these it's m&s almost... crackers that, that you need uh, something soft and dippy. The cracker is is virgin on some kind of uh, something that would be good for your bowels, and yeah. that is not allowed That's not in what any. We're here for. We're not here for gut health, mm. right? I'm going in. I'm going to go quite heavy on the cheese because I've got one life. I love that. Mm. Mm. That sandaga is just on the verge of offensive, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's really opinionated. Like if you. Mm. Yeah. Some people would find that too much. I like the sort of food that if you're on a date or you're with someone you would love to kiss, mm. you sort of have to agree to both have it or yeah. you mustn't have it. It feels like it's on that list, this cheese. Oh, I always spend the first six months of my relationships pretending I don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've just got an appetite like a bird. <laughs> You wait until they're fully committed, until they see you just standing in the light of the fridge. (laughs) The true light. Eating biriyani out of a silver silver foil in Asda leggings. And you're like, bitch, you love me now. What are you going to do? Oh, God. I mean, I've never managed it. I've always had to be honest from the off about the hunger but um what i conceal for a good year is um the rage oh yeah i don't tell them about the rage now i'm also gonna have a bit of primula because i've not bought this for decades Mm. and oh god i really love that cheese um Mm. the primula i'd forgotten about and i used to have it as a child and used to love it and i think the reason i've well i say it's your book that reminded me of it Sadly, I saw it again for the first time in years pre-book as well in another context. But sadly, the context was um, a friend buys it to use as a treat for her little dog. (laughs) She's got um, a little dog called Rita. And every now and again, she just squirts a little bit of primula out onto her finger and Rita licks that. It's just her finger, though. (laughs) And it didn't make me want... um, (laughs) Primula cheese. I've gone for cheese and ham. I um, think... Because actually, I couldn't bring myself to even handle cheese and prawn. I don't think I've eaten Primula for a while. And yeah. I'm going to say, is it as good as it used to be? Yeah, well, well let's find out. When? I'm just going to cleanse my palate I with used this diet to, cake. I used to squirt it directly mm-hmm. into my mouth yes. as a child while my, my mother screamed into the living room, <laughs> You're not eating that Primula, are you? No! <laughs> No. Hang on. <laughs> my seven That was when I was a child. That wasn't like 20, <laughs> 21. Sure. My seven-year-old um, does it with ketchup. He'll squirt <gasps> ketchup or he'll get it from, uh, you know, the little sort of cup things that it comes in and takeaway places. Okay. Mm. Hey. Oh. Mm. It's salty. Primula mm. has improved. Mmm. I mean, I I didn't realise it was in a plastic tube. Now it used to be oh. in that, um, like a like a, a metal tube that used to split. So when you were trying to push it out, it would come out of other bits, and yeah. you'd have it all over your hands, all over your sleeves. Yeah. Mm. Whoa! I enjoyed that. I really, I really love Whoa. seeing 
That's one lucky dog. All the <laughs> all the packets in front of me yeah. because I I didn't want I, to not give you options. I always think that it is that it's a, the reason that ultra processed foods go so deep and are so difficult to get out of the British psyche because I'm not saying for one minute that we can live on this. We can't. No. And anybody anybody with any brain at all knows you have to eat a vegetable now and again. Yeah. I never go and I didn't I don't write the book because I'm like you can live on Arctic roll. Vitamins are <laughs> vitamins are idiotic. Yeah. However, I do often think that the ultra processed food debate misses out the fact that Look at look at this packet of Monster Munch. Yeah. Look at the purple packet of, of Monster Munch. It's iconic. Look at that look at that little monster. He's been in my life forever. Yeah. And when I see that just sitting there, mm. it subliminally is saying going to the off license with the money that I found down the back of the couch. Yeah. And going and with 11 pence, they were probably in that day. God knows how much they are now. Can you even buy them individual now or do you have to buy them you in the can, huge bin? You can, but they, I think it's grab bag or bust individual now. So I've only witnessed them as available in supermarkets as part of a meal deal. What is a grab bag? Bigger bag. But these... What does that mean? These are in from a multi-pack. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean... We debate uh, so much in society and feel like that we need to have a conversation. <laughs> But they just came straight in with a grab bag. Yeah. Nobody consulted us. Yeah, they suddenly said, you can only have this amount of crisps if you go to a supermarket and buy 22 packets. Yeah. And the rest of the time, you have to have a grab bag, which is enough for everybody in your Avanti train carriage <laughs> at once. And, there, and, that, and that's it. There's the two choices. You yeah. can either have that or you can have a massive big bag of kettle chips. It's such a, it's such a head fuck. I hadn't even thought about this. For a long time, there's been a standard packet of crisps that no one I wasn't aware was insufficient. It seems yes. to me, almost arguably, successful and timelessly <laughs> yes. perfect in terms yeah. of quantity of crisps. And now you have either got that. You've either got to feed... Mm. Or know that you fed yourself with an army's crisps, or you've got to have one of these pathetic twenty gram bags, which I'm not going to lie, I've had two of before you arrived. I had to have two of before you arrived. I had roast beef, not pickled onion, and I know I'm having an inferior flavour there, mm. but it's it's a mood thing, and I feel like I know if I'm dealing with twenty grams, I'm not having one. Yes. I'm having two. And in the same way that wines generally need to be done in a certain order in Mm. terms of you've got one posh one and the rest were from a box or a bag (laughs) or a three-for-one deal. Well, whichever order you do it in, I like beef followed by pickled onion. Once you've gone to pickled onion, everything else is pickled onion for the next month. (laughs) It gets into your pores. That sounds like a Morrissey song. Yeah. Everything else is <laughs> pickled onion. Oh, I can feel a new tattoo. <laughs> if he just on. wrote songs about that, he'd be yeah. fine, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, if he just, he wouldn't, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be in trouble as much. Yeah, and it would have hurt less to get just pickled onion monster munch thrown at him during his concerts. Oh, other things that you've booked made me remember that I'd thought I'd forgotten forever included. I think a lot of the things that come up for people sound like the sort of thing you'd have when you got in from school before there was an adult there. Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, the freedom in that. Mm. And one of mine that I'd, we had microwave chips. Do you remember that as a thing? Microchips. Microchips. And you'd, in a little box. Yeah, and they sweated, a black box. I think they were steamed in the microwave, really, yeah. in the black yeah. box. And then you'd put essentially a sort of half centimetre of table salt on the top of there, what? like the Alps. Yeah, yes. Oh, that was good. And, and Chicago Town pizza, microwave pizza. See, Shouldn't I, work. I th- did. Yeah, I think a Chicago Town pizza, I think they were actually pretty delicious. Yeah. Oh. They were. But then. <laughs> People are sniffy about frozen pizzas. People are wrong. And I think that I, you see, in my freezer, I keep a load of them. I just buy them in bulk and then I take the boxes off them because I don't, no one needs to know how to cook a pizza. (laughs) It's just taking time, taking up room. I'm taking up real estate in my house. I live in London. So I take them all out of the boxes and then I just put them into the, into the bottom of the freezer. And then when my bloke comes in, like kind of ridiculously asking me what, when, what, what's for dinner, because he does every single time, even though mm. I've been a fucking master chef all day. Yeah. Right. It's like, <laughs> with people. It's like, how are you, how are you asking me make something? But you realize in the end, it's just quicker to, to do it. Yeah. And I go and get one of these pizzas and then zhuzh it up with anything I can find. Mm-hmm. And he's more excited about that than yeah. if I'd brought home something cooked by Gordon Ramsay yeah. himself. <laughs> you can literally get the bottom. What is it? Dr. Oka's. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. The Dr. Oka pizza. And then you just get a handful of any cheese. And you know that, you know, the, the, the jar of herbs that's been on four or five house moves with yeah. you. <laughs> and it's. Herb de Provence, but oh. it's so dry by this point, it's potpourri. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just putting it onto the pizza and then any kind of blob of anything, you're getting stuff, stuff you bought from a Marks and Spencer's meal deal a week and a go- week ago that's already got a beard because it's old. You're like, oh, some dried tomatoes. Lovely. And you take it out and he's like, oh, this is so delicious. So people, people, yeah. I think people are sniffy about the frozen pizza. Bring it back. Yeah. Oh, God, superb. Also, that's, I think, a genuinely useful life tip about taping, taking the box off. Yes. Should that's the thing I want to be remembered for. Is yeah, it? Actually, yeah. what, just not, absolute, nothing else, just random moments of absolute shit I said in, in podcasts. <laughs> that's oh, what my entire I want to be. At least you've also darling, got the, I get the sort of presenting and the, the brilliant writing. I want people to stand up at my funeral and I've got well for a start I've got I've got my friend Courtney I've made a promise that she's going to get up and go the thing about Grace is that she never had a bad word to say about anyone (laughs) and I want her to say it in a really deadpan way and sit down (laughs) that's her speech she can remember that and everything so that everyone can go what the fuck I want everybody to start going, that's absolute bullshit. Um, And the second thing I want someone to say is, when she told me to take the pizzas out of the box, it it gave us a lot more space for frozen peas. Thank you. (laughs) 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, lovely bums. I'm just hopping in here with a little self-inflicted interlude to show off some of your most brilliant and interesting and funny answers to some of the questions we've asked you on social media. If you're thinking, pardon, make sure you're following at the Hoovering Pod on Instagram and Twitter. For example, I recently let my seven-year-old loose on a coconut in the garden in an attempt to get into it. I gave him a hammer and a coconut. Long story short, he smashed up quite a bit of the wall as well as the coconut. And all we learnt was that I'm the only person in my house who likes fresh coconut. So for the following six days, I was about 85% coconut. It's so filling, actually. You forget, don't you, that clues in the name, it is an enormous fucking great big massive nut. Off the back of that, I asked you, what's the hardest food you've ever had to get into and was it worth it? We had a voice note. My favourite, Ileana said. One of the hardest things I've ever had to open to eat was, which can be quite easy if you have the right tools, it's just a coconut. But I was on the beach in Costa Rica with my two friends, very remote little town on the Caribbean coast, and I had a Swiss Army knife, which I decided to try and hammer into one of the little holes at the top. Right when I got just in it, the knife closed on my finger and cut my finger in half, which was fun since there wasn't any medical facilities nearby. And the disappointing thing is I didn't even get to eat the coconut. Oh, shit. Well, that that's bad, Liliana. That is bad. I'm sorry about that. I'm, I'm really sorry about your finger and stuff. And, um... Yeah. Oh, well, this is that. I mean, it's just a horror story. You talk, what you told us there is a nightmare from a bad dream. I'm so sorry, mate. Uh, we had some other stunning answers from you lot, including um, Kaz, who simply wrote, in terms of the hardest to get to, she simply wrote, The Last Pringle. Lovely. I absolutely love that. Seriously, though, worth it, isn't it? It is worth it, even if you have to get a really sort of greasy arm. 
Mm. The most worth it of all, I'd argue, um, was put to us from John on Instagram, who said, a giant Toblerone, one Alp is equivalent to one normal bar. I love this. For a start, I'm calling a segment an Alp for the rest of my life now, John. Thank you. I've been travelling a lot for work at the moment, lads, and my cupboards are largely full only of those huge Toblerones you know the ones we mean John and I um, each bar is the length and girth of an adult limb and I love them so much and yes they're a workout for the thumbs to snap off and out but it's worth it oh, except for maybe the orange and crystally gingery one which I think is weird and chewy in ways that I don't want anyway I was particularly chuffed to include this one today John because actually these type of massive Toblerones get a mention in Grace's latest brilliant book Comfort Eating okay um, Dan on the subject of hard to get into food on twitter wrote this opening a bottle of wine there was a vacuum behind took all my strength to pry open my arm recoiled and smashed into the granite wall behind me and a broken knuckle christ dan okay i mean even if that was a bottle of don perignon one that that i mean that sounds like that one was the least worth it that was the hard work one that was the least worth it a few more funny ones rosie tickled me on instagram with um the graft involved getting into an artichoke heart by and i quote teeth scraping a thousand leaf bits which she described as a bit of a bastard se lines has written a brazil nut in 1978 still got it if anyone wants <laughs> I don't think, yeah, well, I've put that shout out out for you. And last but absolutely spot on and very funny from Beltranosaurus, who said, an unripe mango, a ripe mango is bliss, an unripe mango, dot, 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 soap. (laughs) Really nice. What an absolute treasure trove you lot are. Thanks so much for your answers. Listen out for yours, featuring future episodes too, and watch the socials for the latest question. New ones are being asked all the time. Let's get back into this episode with Grace. I should ask you some questions that I would normally ask on this podcast. Ask me anything. Um, Do you think there's anything that demands to be eaten in a particularly ritualistic way? very fast very slow in a particular order i think it's really i think the moment that people start enforcing rules Mm. i just i just turn off you know if you want to eat a custard cream by just eating it rather than dissecting it just in a wanna like a piece of sushi exactly do it i think it's whatever i think people should chew once once or twice like a fresh oyster at least two chomps. Where do you stand on oysters? I really love them. But I've made friends ill. I've got... <laughs> not through my poor... By, yeah. by going to... I, I, yeah, I mean, I have a really dangerous tradition if I'm doing the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which is a slog for comedians. Mm. On you, you get your first night out of the way and then me and a small group of friends go to a restaurant in Leith and we'll have incredible oysters. Oh, where? But, where do you go? Oh, God, I'm not going to be able to remember the it's name It's okay, don't it. worry, don't worry. I, I, um, I'm exactly the same when someone says, where was it? And I'm I like, can I have t- no I can idea. Descri- I can draw you a picture of the outside. Text me afterwards because yeah, I'm it's always on the, fascinated It's on by... the water and there's black bollards outside and it's on a corner okay. and it looks very tiny when you go in, but there is a bigger back room. So you go down there and you yeah. all have oysters. And we all have oysters and... Um, uh, it's really dangerous. If you got ill before you're meant to be performing it, you know, five times a day, every day for a month, that's Look, a really bad move. As and- you're saying this, I'm like thinking, this is why I find stand-up comedians so bamboozling <laughs> to spend time with. You are all signing up 
for a 30-day stint yeah. where the only thing that you have to do is be there at 7 o'clock at night and not shit yourself what, yeah. during that 30 minutes, 45 minutes. So I quickly so ate 12 giant allergens. <laughs> <laughs> the night before, the most nervous performance of them all, the first. Mmm, got to get me some of the moisters. <laughs> like, well, my subconscious is begging for a reason to go home, Grace. If, but that is... That's that is interesting though. Yeah. You say that as a joke. That is self sabotage. Yeah. That's yeah. like me when I used to have to go and go to Glastonbury because I yeah. was married to someone in the music industry and I used to get there. And on the second day, I used to really hope that lightning would hit the pyramid stage so I could go home. <laughs> because I like the idea I was there. It's like, look at me, I'm here, I'm yeah. here. Look, look at me, look at me in my, in my hunter boots and my shorts. Oh, please let me go home. So it's like an act of God was yeah. allowing me to just be in bed. Completely. And you are, in a way, if someone said, oh, well, she's hospitalised with oysters, yeah. then there's no shame. Yeah, she's had a bad prawn. Send her home. And I love that we got to that from, do you think there's anything that needs to be eaten in a ritualistic way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other, I think, fascinating thing about stand-ups is somehow we can make it all about us. Um, <laughs> um, tell me about a time where you ate something when you had no idea what it was. Oh, God. Well, I would say that there's a lot of times when I'm eating things that I don't really know what it is because I, because I eat in lots and lots of very, very fancy restaurants. Yeah. So I think I'm continuously eating Your, yeah, valves and... <laughs> unknown tubes and genitalia <laughs> that that because there's a real glorification amongst mm-hmm. that amongst the chefs it's like oh if you think about it the most delicious bit actually is the testicle <laughs> you just what you do is you just stew it for 22 hours and all the men sit around going yes yes absolutely mm. right but i come from a working class background where it's I just grew up amongst people that saw steak as being the best it's delicious yeah something that is recognizable as delicious so mm. I live in these two worlds where taking unrecognizable things yeah valves sweetbreads yeah. uh, internal things things that smell of urine oh, genuinely fuck. smell of urine so yeah I I, I think my answer would be constantly Constantly, constantly, constantly having to t- t- taste something that smells of urine. So things, something coming across a restaurant, yeah, which has a whiff of the, the, the toilet. Yeah. Oh my flipping god. Yeah. Oh, it's extraordinary, and it's so fun and fascinating. And like, I think you know, anyone in their right mind wants to advocate if you're going to eat animals, I'd really love you to eat all the different bits and bobs, but there is also a really kind of masculine glorification of the, mm. you know, well, I've even used the inner the inner bones of the earlobe. All and, of uh, that. Yeah, and you're like... Yeah, well, I mean, I got into trouble, really, from the very beginning by not... Like, I love... I love animals. Like, I love animals... Probably more than people, and yeah. I would, as as I always say, you know that you know that pub in the photos where in the posters where it's just, where it's just dogs playing pool. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. love to work in that pub. Oh yeah, because it would just be so so much fun. 
However, I do end up eating bits of meat now and again. Mm. Uh, I was a vegetarian when I was younger, but I will never really be behind that whole idea of the glorious 12th, yeah. where the glorification of eating the most disgusting things or be you know seeing some beautiful thing that's galloping through the fields and then shooting it through the head and eating it now yeah. it is difficult because people do talk about nose to tail mm-hmm. but and it is respectful but i am not entirely sure it is respectful to the animal i think it yeah. was still <laughs> i think once the animal's been killed for us to eat the animal couldn't give a fuck if mm. we're going to make it to the testicles and earlobes could it yeah that part is done but it's just oh, it's about hard. your it and it's also not um Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, we yeah. could get into yes, yes, some more yes. serious territory there. Yeah, and yeah. actually, on this let's time not. scale, let's not. Let's we just can't. fucking we can't leave do it. it. Quick fire questions. Apart from milk of some sort, do you know what the first thing you ever ate was? Farley's Rusk. Love to hear it. Ooh. Ever revisited as anyone bigger than or older than a baby? <laughs> I bought a packet of them about uh, a month ago love, to love test them for the book. Yeah. And then carried them around eating them. Yeah. They're delicious. They're still okay. delicious. Tell me about something you ate in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I eat in the dark a lot because I love to be in bed and I love to eat by the light of Netflix. Yeah. So I'm going to go for a packet of mint Viscounts that I've got on the go at the moment. So, yes, sitting in bed in the dark eating mint Viscounts. I'd love to know, do you just bite it like a normal biscuit biscuit, or (laughs) do you get the minty bit done separately to the biscuity bit or do you care about the chocolate edge being done in? I'm going to just eat it like a biscuit. I think the three things need to happen at at once. once. Good to know. We we are letting ourselves get into the gritty stuff today. (laughs) Um, uh, have you ever eaten food intended for a pet oh absolutely i think that some of the lowest parts of in the many times i've been single is sitting with a tin of tuna Mm. eating half of it yourself and giving the other half to the cat yeah put in a little bit of salad cream in yours (laughs) to try and differentiate between you and essentially the cat just sitting sitting in, in your it's a lovely bonding moment, though. That's Sitting in you your kitchen exactly going, same food as maybe he'll call. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's lost my number. Maybe. I must have written it down wrong. Maybe I wrote it down Last quickfire one. If there was no other option, would you eat a person? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, what history has shown us is there seems to be a very short gap between being on the side of a hill beside a plane, being upset and eating your friends. <laughs> There's a very small gap here. When you look Worryingly at this Worryingly small gap there. It feels as if one minute you're going, oh my God, there's no way never getting out of here. And then you're like going... it's time for the fifth. Then... 
A terrible new virus threatens humanity called Bovid-19, where people partly transform into goats, bisons and cows, but not entirely, just at the front and back ends. Face and ass, Grace. Mm -hmm. It's an absolute fucking disaster. It's an apocalypse of moo noise, methane farts and really scary gangs around every turnstile. Our self-esteem plummets at the same time the planet's temperature soars because of all the guffs. But luckily, it's agreed to have never, ever happened. But only if you, and it does have to be you, agree to peel 919 gourds and squashes with no breaks at all, all whilst reading out transcripts of the last five years of Newsnight. So your mouth's too busy even for snacks. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. You go down in history as the woman who saved us all from Bovid-19. Your award is the adulation of all people for all time, of um, a place in history as a kind of deity, really. But your award in the moment is the feast of your dreams. This is the opposite of a last meal because you couldn't be happier and you couldn't be hungrier. This is a beginning. This is not a end it's a fantasy situation if you were the happiest and hungriest you'd ever been you've basically just gone into history for this incredible reason in that moment what would you eat and what would you drink wow that was like <laughs> sitting next to somebody that's bowled into a party who's bought some really cheap base sulf from somebody by, <laughs> by a pool table somewhere and they've come in and they've just had an enormous they've just had an they've just dropped an enormous amount of it and you're like yeah. i think i need to leave now this girl's a handful <laughs> um right so what would i eat yeah. i would eat a really amazing an amazing biryani yes with everything, all yeah. the bits, though, yeah. and extra bits. And I, I would order so much that there was just tons and tons of it left. Oh. And uh, pickles and different mm. breads. That would be my celebration. Oh, I love it. What are your go-to bits if it's an Indian? <laughs> the thing, I mean, anything spinachy and anything yes. potatoey, but oh, anything lentily, anything darly, mm. because I have never made a dal at home which is anywhere as good as anything that's made in any in any in, in any takeaway yeah. and I don't understand what's going on there. Yeah. And whenever I mention this, amazing chefs of Indian heritage say to me, well, what are you doing wrong? It's just some lentils and some this and that yeah. and then I do it and it hasn't got that that depth. No. So uh I would swim in a vat of that but you know mm. people slag off dishum. But you know that the 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 black doll that yes, they do. They even do it at breakfast time. Oh my god! I really like that. If I, I think what I might think be making that quite special is cream. <laughs> quite a lot of cream. A lot of cream. Quite a lot of cream. It's just. Yummy. It's so delicious, mm. and it it doesn't. It, just scooping bread through oh, it. God, it's yeah. abs- They deliver it as well. <gasps> they deliver it. I mean, obviously, it's not been made in the restaurant. It's been made in it's someone's garage yeah. down a back lane somewhere. But it can be in... If you live in London, it can be in your house in oh, about, like, nine God. and a half minutes. I feel bad for saying cream as well, because even the Dishroom cookbook, the recipe, every recipe in there takes four months to produce. It's so laborious. Those and maybe cookbooks, it is just time and love. Those cookbooks from restaurants <laughs> are not for people to make the food what they do is they're basically just proving to you how difficult it is to make the food you'll do one thing from each book once nobody's ever going to start making their own 
their own dish room food no. from from scratch. It's just an enormous. I well, not say someone this. with a job and yeah, all the rest going on. Is what the bit that you were talking about when you when you went into your um, I'm going to say coke addled rant thank about you. the <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> about COVID nineteen. Why does that come from? Uh, I'll tell you where it's come from. I've become obsessed with a new online quiz game I do every day called Connections, which is basically <gasps> a version. of... I do it too. <gasps> I do it too. I got I it today, it. and my missus didn't. What I, I, I right? <laughs> you do it in the morning. Yeah, I do well, it. I do it yeah. before I go to sleep oh, every lovely. night. But then the risk in that is that sometimes I can't, I don't get to sleep before, I don't get to bed before midnight. And if I've gone over the threshold into the new day, next day. I'm furious that I missed a day. So if I can, I get it done in a day because I don't want to run the risk of not getting my connections hit. No one's talking about connections and I'll tell you why. Because... But Bovid, I learned the word Bovid from, oh, connection, from a recent connection. Right. And then was in the following hours writing this question <laughs> people are embarrassed to talk about connections because when it was first put up all the people that watch victoria only Collins connect were like this is just only connect yeah and i think people feel disloyal yeah now. and i understand that because she's it, she's it's an icon the same thing we, though do, yeah it is the but same you can thing. do it in your own house without having to hang out with those only connect people <laughs> Also, I think there's a lot of games like that where we're playing a variation. I mean, Border Dash, that, 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 there's a hundred thousand. That brilliant new show, Traitors, is just wink murder. Yes. We do take a basic concept and yeah. we do. They're hard to copyright those things. What a funny note to end on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for doing my silly podcast. Thank you for um, writing your beautiful, funny, moving. Oh, you are going to come away from reading this book so happy and hungry it's yeah. fucking great thank you for it and thank you for everything you do i think you're splendid hang on is this the real podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're starting now <laughs> thank you for having me it's amazing thank you for the feast you've put in front of us pleasure my pleasure hoovering podcast what a fucking honour. I have read Comfort Eating cover to cover. It made me scream laughing and it filled and emptied and filled my heart again and again. If you love eating, fucking just get it, will you? Now. Her last book, Hungry, is flipping glorious as well. Yes, Comfort Eating is the book we were talking about in this conversation and that is available now from All Good bookshop places she's on instagram at grace dent and if you're quick too um you can have the sheer unbridled joy of being in a room with her as well if you catch her on her book tour go to gracedent.comi k-o-m-i dot i-o or as with everything always there will be a link in the podcast notes for me it's just a reminder that i'm going on my brand new tour with my brand new show metal from the start of next year and tickets are going on sale any second now to be the first to get a heads up about getting hold of those tickets please do join my mailing list link in my instagram bio or in the podcast notes as well follow us on social media at the hoovering pod i'm on at jessica fosterkew send us voice notes pictures whatsapps to 07462855271 email us the hoovering pod at gmail.com I'll be storing all your beautiful offerings up and discussing them in future episodes. Keep an eye on our social media for any specific questions and topics that we'll be asking you to contact us about. Links to everything interesting mentioned today are, as ever, in the podcast notes. Hoovering is presented and created by me, Jessica Fosterkew. 
The music is by Jake Yap and it was produced by Laura Grimshaw. Until in two weeks, happy hoovering. Hoovering party.